Welcome back to the Global Game. Jordan Canella, Sachi Thompson, Alex Molchanov all here in the studio in Melbourne. And it is time for the women's game. Time to chat to uh, one of our favourites here on SEN, Alicia Canavas. Hello, Alicia. How are you? Oh, we got there, Alicia. Uh, false start. We'll try again with Alicia in just a moment. Uh, chatting the women's game. We'll have Paul Williams later on with us for Football Asia. Uh, to cover off on the on the Asian Cup, and we'll do a Euro update in just a second as well. But uh, do we want to get to Alicia? Because it's a bit happening around the A League women's at the moment. Melbourne City on top of the uh, top of the league, racing away. There's a bit happening over in Europe as well. We just had the awards uh, not that long ago in uh, uh, in uh, in Europe for uh, for the uh, the best it was. So uh, we'll chat to Alicia in just a moment. See if she's there again. Uh, I don't think we've got her quite yet there, Archie. Oh, we've got you now, Alicia. I'm here. How are you? How- Hello, Alicia. How's things? Ah, uh, just you know, on the road, on and off the road, man. <laughs> now I can't believe I just missed you because you were in Melbourne up until yesterday, up until this morning, I think, at the tennis. Yeah, up until this morning, Matt. Look, mad rush. Got had to see Alcaraz last night at Rod Laver. Number one thing I had to do: see the kid, and then fly home this morning for a uh, school drop off because you know, mum, mum, life calls. So. I'm committed to both causes, okay? I'm doing what every sports fan in Australia would do, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So we, we just we missed it. We planned to catch up, and uh, oh, there was more important things. Alex Demonor and Carla Saka are as far yeah. important than me, but it means I'll have to come up to Brisbane and say hello to you up there, I think. Exactly. Exactly That's- right. Absolutely. All right, let's get stuck into uh, – I've derailed this conversation already. Uh, The women's game, football on the weekend, big weekend in the A-League women's. Melbourne City racing away at the top of the league. Uh, Rihanna Policina continues to score the goals for City. Yeah, look, she does. But how about City in general? Like, uh, Policina, she's that po- a goal poacher for me. She's always there and she's always banging them in, which is sensational. But Grosso, for me, I thought had an outstanding game. Um, Hannah Wilkinson missed an open goal, but another goal scorer in their realms. And then you've got Garlic as well, who's always around through that midfield. So, for me, City are a team that a pretty solid all through the attack. And I haven't even touched on people like Rebecca Stott, sort of former internationals holding in that midfield positioning as well. So I think they're pretty dotted all around the park. But Rihanna Policina, take nothing away from her. She's obviously got a knife for goal and, and doing really, really well for City. Uh, the best game of the weekend, victory winning a roller coaster against Canberra. Now, Alex Chidiak yep. got a first goal. Emily Gilnick uh, got a late winner. Um, it's getting congested around that sort of, well, you could see second to almost uh, six. Um, how big a victory was that for, for Melbourne victory? Well, Archie, you want me to say all the right things for victory, right? Yeah, I I'm certainly do. That's right. I feel like I've just laid the carpet out for you. You just need to walk it. <laughs> just need to walk it. All right. Yes. So look, Chidiak, I'm, I'm very, very happy that she's got that goal. She's come back in under Jeff Hopkins, and she's been a little bit hit and miss just with her form. So for me, that was very important. It wasn't the neatest goal. It wasn't the cleanest goal. It was a bit scrappy, but for her confidence, I think it's super important. Player of her calibre, coming into an Olympic year as well. Really, really important that she starts to find that form and that confidence. Um, Emily Gilnick's worldie at the end to seal the deal I thought was also sensational. I actually don't think Emily Gilnick gets enough credit for how good she is outside the 18-yard box with her finishing. She's, She's a natural finisher in that range, and I think... We don't give her enough credit. So nothing surprising from, from the Queenslander, but definitely great for victory. 
Can I touch on Michelle Heyman, Archie, very briefly? Yeah, of, of course you can. It can't be all victory, <laughs> opening right? Opening goal. I <laughs> know, oh, it can't be. But uh, opening goal for me was just classic Michelle Heyman. The thing I love about her is that she's obviously towards the latter stage of her career, but her leadership and how she plays as a striker, I think, is super important for youngsters coming through, youngsters to see. Um, that that caliber of player still still performing, even though she had the milestone last week. I think it's sensational. So great finish from Heyman, but the victory win. Alicia, surely there is another overseas move on the cards for Alex Chidiak. Look, I think there has to be. Where that is 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 the real clangor, um, and when it is, I think as well will be the the other factor. Obviously, the Olympic Games is coming up mid-year, and that's what all of our Matildas are sort of vying for. I actually thought it was an 18-player squad. I believe post-COVID, it's a 22-player squad um, for the Olympic Games, which makes it a little bit looser for Tony Gustafsson. But post-Olympic Games, where Chidiak ends up is the big question. For her sake, I hope it's somewhere that she's got some longevity. The last couple of moves have been pretty sporadic. I think that's what her game needs is just something that sticks for one, two, three seasons and she can build and, and start to get her confidence but also start to elevate her game as well to that next level. So that was uh, the best game of the weekend, Melbourne victory, but the most dramatic finish on the weekend was Sydney FC. Uh, Ante Juric shuffling that starting 11, went behind, got a 96-minute winner from Zara Kruger and uh, Sydney FC just holding that spot onto a second at the moment ahead of uh, Perth Glory on the same points. Yeah, and look, credit to Ante and his team because they had a bit of a bumpy start. It wasn't the, the usual Sydney FC that we've seen of old, but they've started to get that momentum, that chemistry is starting uh, to, to come back. They're starting to gel a lot a lot more. I actually thought the scoreline could have been a little bit higher. Courtney Vine had some really neat opportunities. Obviously, she hit the post a couple of times there as well, but I uh, would love to see her just take those chances and, and really extend that that the goal difference, I guess, for Sydney, because that might come into to favour later on when we get to the crunch end of the season. But uh, for me, I think it's a great win for Sydney. Uh, Zara Kruger's finish, sensational again, good old poacher's goal and, and very balanced from the youngster as well. So a good win for Ante. He should be happy. And the Wanderers uh, winning four games on the bounce as well. So they've got uh, hold of fourth position right now, but uh, just ahead of Western United's there on the on the table. But City, Sydney, Perth and Western Sydney, the top four. Uh, over in England, Lauren James filling in the boots admirably for Sam Kerr at Chelsea. A hat-trick on the weekend against Manchester United to keep Chelsea three points clear at the top of the league. Yeah, look, Lauren James was the, the controversial star of the English team, right? When we went through the World Cup together, Jordan, she was that... Um, that controversial player, uh, given a couple of the incidents through the World Cup, I think that maturity starting to creep in here. And, and Emma Hayes was very clear post-match and just saying, look, there's the hat trick. We know she can do it. Um, she's now showed, showed me her standard, and that's what I expect every week. So it's, it's going to be interesting how she sort of continues to build um, without Kerr. She was always sort of feeding Sam Kerr for Chelsea in a lot of ways. Now she's almost uh, single-handedly going to do it herself and three goals on the weekend is a hell of a way to begin that without the likes of Sammy up, up top with her. So as long as she can continue it, I think it's going to be great for her game and, and obviously great for Chelsea. And uh, Manchester City uh, thumping win against um, Liverpool. Now Mary Fowler come off the bench. Uh, that was 5-1, I think. Um, 
What are your thoughts on her and Manchester City? And well, and it's a great opportunity too for Manchester City to take the the title of Chelsea after five seasons. But I guess what? Where do you think um, Manchester sit and where Fowler sits? Yeah, that's that's always the question. Look, Manchester City will have to push hard, number one, to to topple Chelsea. I think Chelsea will just have that edge. They've got another driving force with Emma Hayes leaving. They'll want that silverware for her on departure, guaranteed. That's, I'm sure, a big aim for the club and for the team. But for me, Mary Fowler being in the UK, um, I think it's a good fit for her for now. Um, We've touched on Chidiak before, Archie, about the Olympic Games and then where do these young players go post-Olympic Games? We're talking about another, you know, two, three block before another, two or three year block rather, before another major tournament. Um, Mary Fowler, for me, is the future of, of the Matildas for me. And that's a big call. She's still so young, but I think she's got so much to offer. She's still got a hell of a lot of growing to do as well. Mm. So whether that mould fits uh, long-term, we, we'll wait and see. Do I see her perhaps going into the La Liga? Possibly. Uh, do I think that type of football will suit the way that she plays? Possibly. We've seen Hayley Rasso being the first to go over. So mm. for me, Mary Fowler quite literally has the world at her feet. Um, she's also got, everyone's talking about it, the NRL interest as well all of a sudden. <laughs> so how that weighs her decision-making, who knows? But I think mm. she's in the box seat at the moment for a young kid, 21 years old. Um, look, would we all like to be back there, 21, with the options mm. of Mary Fowler? And young love, too. And young love. All the things. So, look, world is honestly her oyster, and uh, I'm really keen to see what she does with, with her career. To wrap it up, Alicia, we had the Aussies battling it out in London. Charlie Grant's Tottenham got the better of Mackenzie Arnold and Katrina Gorry at West Ham. But I want to ask you quickly about, I don't know if you've got the fixtures there in front of you, but the... Uh, uh, the way for Women's Champions League uh, recommences uh, this week in a couple of days from now, actually, ahead yeah. of uh, or just after the um, Christmas and New Year break. We've got uh, big clashes involving Aussies, Paris uh, or PSG rather, with uh, Claire Hunt against Ajax, Ivy Lewick for Hacken, um, and then of course Hayley yeah. Rasso at uh, Real Madrid against Chelsea. Yeah, big games, big games for big players, I say, with the Champions League. I actually think Hacken have been doing pretty well, but that'll be a good matchup against Paris. Obviously, Chelsea-Madrid is, is the match to watch. I think it's this, from our time, 6 a.m. or something this week on Thursday. So uh, that's a big match, and it's a really big match for Hayley Rasso. I don't think Madrid have been performing particularly well, so this will be a challenge for them. Um, but also, Chelsea, a little bit of a shuffle. Can Lauren James uh, continue form? questions. Thank you very much Alicia for joining us once again and uh, we'll have to catch up shortly. Thanks Sam, thanks guys. <laughs> Alicia Canavis with us here on the Global Game. Uh, we'll take the news and we'll do a little Euro update on the other side of this.